All right. We're back again. Give this another shot. Um, semester's almost over, which is awesome. I've been super busy, and I have not been prioritizing things that I want to do for a variety of reasons. But I will say something that struck my interest that I wanted to talk about with you guys was the conversation of what it means to have a partner and what should a partner represent. It's something interesting, which I know with um, with COVID, with really a lot of things, but in particular, maybe COVID, you know, the people that we lived with. Okay, COVID was a good example to really take the blinds off of or distractions of so many other things in the world and you really had to look at where you were at in that moment and the people that you were surrounded by the people that you had to be stuck with for x amount of days years and something that i've noticed a lot is even on instagram like you know that's like a big thing right now with therapists and social media which honestly could be a whole conversation in itself. But, you know, they're offering a lot of advice, a lot of tips, a lot of what a, you know, quote-unquote healthy relationship should look like and healthy dynamic. And it's so hard, I feel like, because, I mean, what what constitutes as healthy could be different for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, like culture, upbringing, what they know versus you know what they don't know it's that can't versus won't they can't do it because they don't know how to or you know they won't do it because of x y and z and sometimes the won't isn't always a bad thing it's not oh he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't care or oh it's easier for her to do this because it can control this with her partner but sometimes it's oh they won't do that because they saw that being done in their own childhood or other relationship or friend relationship and it didn't work out for them and it scared them or it scarred them and so trying to enact that in their own relationship might be a bit more difficult than other people again basically an easier way to say that is everybody starts at their own starting point right everybody's dealt their own deck of cards and we're just all really at the end of the day trying to do the best we can with what we know um and yeah anyway aside from that tangent bringing it back in um yes so the couples covid isolation and the topic of community i think a lot of the advice that we hear and a lot of the advice that resonates it's definitely finding your community and even now when you hear the word community you think of a group of people you think of something where you belong where you're accepted it could be in any dynamic any you know, topic or form or relationship, but community can also mean a singular person in a pool of other singular persons that touch one area of your personality, character, or circumstances in life, and you can relate to that. I feel like that didn't make much sense. So I guess another way of putting it, um, 
is that community doesn't always mean they that each person involved in the covenant is a replication of what you're going through in your life. Like, okay, for example, like a religious community, right? They all have something in common, is that they all are practicing the same faith. Um, or people in recovery groups, whatever the recovery is, that's kind of something that brings them all together. But sometimes the community is just a collection of just different people in your life that you respect and that you, you value their opinions. And at some point, they were somebody that you could really relate to. An easy example would be friendships. You met a certain person in a certain part of your life, and things really clicked, and they could still be your best friend now, or maybe it's a long-distance best friend because life has given you guys two different paths. But at the end of the day, that's still somebody that you can always turn to, somebody that you can rely on, and somebody that you can entrust with certain parts of your emotional needs. You know, that is a small branch of your community. That is a starter point to creating your own community. And the reason I bring this up is because I do think that we are kind of reaching this age, again, sorry, bringing back social media. A lot of the times we hear quotes or realizations that sound very profound and new or actually very old and it stems back to the fact of being in connection with one another, being surrounded by family or growing up with a certain set of people, really knowing your neighbors, eating dinner with them, you know, playing out in the yard. Like like most people say, oh, like back in the day or like the old times or like when I was a kid, you know, we were out till, till the sun went down, X, Y, Z. And that's great, but just because the times are changing and the society is evolving does not mean that we missed out on a great generation. We can still bring back those values and that communal sense. It's just going to look a little differently. I think people worked harder back then because it wasn't easily accessible to build community. And if you wanted community, you had to go out of the house. You had to go to church. You had to go to your local grocery store. You had to go to the park. You had to work out in a gym. Now, it's like you have Amazon Fresh. You have Amazon Prime. You have so many services, Uber Eats, so many different types of services that can bring what you need to you. And that's okay. Because also, our society has become such a workaholic area. I mean, you don't feel productive if you're not doing something that objectively looks like busy work and that's a whole other tangent for a whole other time but there's a lot that supports the idea of an isolated environment even though we all know we need community we also say well community has been bigger more than ever it's at the it's at the palm of my hand i don't have to go out and talk to my neighbor i can literally send them a text or i can facetime them i can facetime my friend across you know on the other side of the world and we can have a conversation. I don't need to make new friends. I'm in contact with all of my old friends. Why would I have to go looking for more? They're not going to understand me anyway. It's honestly, to me, overwhelming. Like, there are so many options that you can't even make a choice at all. And sometimes, because life is so busy, especially when you're transitioning, like, I would say, you know, mid-teenager, like 16 to 25, that is a weird time. 
like 16 to 18, you're figuring your identity out, you're trying to figure out what you want to do for the next five years of your life, or not even thinking about that at all. Maybe you're just surviving. Maybe you're somebody that's parentified in your family. So it's, you're trying to save your own family while make an identity for yourself or break apart. I mean, that's very difficult. And then you have your 18 to like 25, which is, you know, depending on your culture, your background, there's a mixture of things during that time period. You think that you're supposed to be all figured out, right? You're supposed to be graduating college, going into a master's program, or you're supposed to be graduating college and getting into a career, or you're supposed to be graduating college and meeting the love of your life and starting a family. And as much as we don't want that cookie cutter life, as much as we don't want repetition, we still crave familiarity and how that appears can be different for every person. And again, what is also interesting to me is that when we think about family, we do think about community, but we're trying to condense a community that takes so many different people outside of your own blood family and so many people that were connected to at different points in your life and we're investing it or expecting it to all be condensed into one other person which is your partner which brings me back to my original point is that as so as connected as we visibly are we are more isolated than ever because we are expecting our partners to be our community and how can a partner be a partner if they're also expected to be a parent a counselor your supporter and yes when you do become committed to somebody in a long-term committed relationship or in a marriage there is that expectation of yeah we're basically one unit now and it's both of us against everything you know, you, you guys become a functioning whole person. That is really hard. But it's even harder to have that person wear a hundred different hats and then come home and just be your partner. Like, it's very difficult. And it's a dance for the rest of your life. That's another thing, too. Just because you figure that out or just because you figure out a new system doesn't change the fact that it's a dance. And sometimes it gets tired to dance, and that's okay. So you have to sit and rest. Sometimes the dances are way more exciting and way more um, adventurous and improv than others, which are very routine, very structured, maybe boring, but safe. And it gives you a mental break, so you kind of can just go with the flow. I didn't mean to use a dancing analogy. I don't even do dance, but I, that, that's what I guess happens. <laughs> But this was just something that I've been thinking about, like, wow. And you know what? Like, I didn't realize that I was kind of having the same expectation. Also, again, social media setting the expectations really high about what your partner should look like, what they should be doing, what they should be buying you, or even just, like, how much emotionally they should be giving to you. And not every person has that type of emotional availability or even maybe maturity, and that's okay. We're all on a different journey, we're all at a different stage, and we're doing the best we can with what we have and what we know. Sometimes it's hard, so we know better, we don't always have the opportunity to do better. So, you know, again, I'm not talking with really advice, I'm really just speaking my mind on some thoughts that I've had. I mean, that's the point of this podcast that I'm making more so I guess for myself and if somebody else finds this entertaining I'm really glad um, but 
Yeah. I just find it so interesting how much we want to talk about what it was like in the past, yet we can still have that in this present time. It's just going to look different, and that, I think, reminds me, it's a good reminder that truth is always going to be true. It'll never change its core meaning, but it may present itself in different ways. But also that's the beauty, I guess, of truth, that it is going to be a factual thing no matter what, no matter how visibly different our society looks, society looks, no matter how different our beliefs have evolved or become, no matter how separated or devised we feel as a society, there's still a truth that we desire connection that we desire to be seen. We yearn to be understood and belong. And I think trying to fill that hole can be so difficult because everybody's fighting a different battle in life. And for some people, it's still a fight or flight. It's still a survival state. They don't have time to really think about, oh, what do I need emotionally? Are my emotional needs met? They're not thinking about, they don't have time to ponder those things. And there's other people that have all the time in the world to ponder. And they feel even more alone. And it's so difficult for them to sometimes even see that other person's perspective or be in that other person's shoes because <laughs> their shoes have gotten so big they're lost in it. They don't, they don't remember what it's like to be outside of themselves. So it kind of leads me back to the circle of like, oh, I realize... Or you think of all these things and you feel like it's so easy and then you come to this realization that it's not easy at all because it does take and it does take more than just you. It takes it takes two. Which, by the way, is a really good video game if any of you have ever played that. It's a co-op game. Loved it. Very fun. Um, anyway. <laughs> so as I continue with these grad school classes, I think it is just reminding me to be more and more gentle with myself and with other people and that the human brain is wildly complex and what's so crazy is that it's so quick to adapt almost faster than than we can catch up to it's like before we know it we've adjusted to a change that was so painful and so we're so confused why our body still feels pain but our brain is able to categorize it and we're able to go about our day like that in itself is confusing but it's also a way for us to survive and still function because some of us don't have the leisure time to really sit in it and then it's also interesting because then science and doing our studies like that's even faster Getting research and statistics is faster than us truly understanding why they're occurring or even maintaining the wisdom to not make the same mistakes again. So there's so many things that are one step ahead of us. And as somebody that does really struggle with anxiety, I do struggle with really trying to see, see behind all the corners of life. And it's just not possible. No matter how many steps ahead I am, there's always going to be corners that I can't see behind. And sometimes I'm so busy trying to figure out how to look behind those corners and doing so much to just look behind those corners that I'm not even enjoying where I'm at right now. I'm not even, 
aware that there's corners that I can look behind right now, but I'm so focused on these corners ahead, you know, I'm missing out on life. So, and I feel like that's what I've been doing, and that's why I'm not doing my podcast. That's why I'm not taking the time for myself. I just, I keep looking ahead. And it's hard to stop. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I always like being a couple steps ahead. Because then it feels like no matter what happens in the present day, I got stuff for tomorrow covered. And I just don't know how productive that's going to be for me moving forward. Especially when it's not just me anymore. That sounds weird, but I guess, you know, grad school, I'm working. I have relationships. I have my community. My community is really spread out, though, right now. It's been really hard for me to stay in contact with them. And in some cases, I feel like I've actually put my partner as my community, and I don't want to strain my partner that way because they deserve to be my partner and my friend, not, you know, everything else. It's okay if they put on that hat from time to time, but if they're wearing 100 hats every day, it definitely can make it difficult to just see them as them and them seeing you as you. So that's my two cents for today. I'm going to try to stop looking around the corners of life and just focus on where I'm at now. And we'll see how long I can do that. But it was nice taking the time today. Doing something today instead of tomorrow. And if you feel like you can relate to that too, well, here it is, from me to you.